Finally, an episode that's set in space. These are my favorites. People forget that the Transformers are aliens as well as robots. They should be out seeing weird shit in outer space. Because you know what's not in outer space? Humans. Well, crap. I mean, okay, technically these guys have blue skin and claws, so they're not humans. But yeah, they are. Damn it. Oh well. So yeah, we open on some far-off planet where the people worship a big stone god thing shaped like a square person. I think we can see where this is headed already. Naturally, there's a rebel faction on this planet as well. Try your superstitious drivel elsewhere, Jaro. I believe in reason and common sense. There are no sky gods. Hey, that's where I got that idea from. Transformers made me an atheist. Meanwhile, Cosms is being chased by Astrotrain. Apparently the little guy's carrying valuable data of some kind, though it's not valuable enough to actually tell us what it is. He gets shot down and plummets toward the planet where, conveniently, a conversation about the Sky Gods just happens to be taking place. What are the odds? Actually, you know, it's a little contrived, but this is actually pretty heavy stuff for a show like this. I'll give credit where it's due. This is at least worthy of an old Star Trek or Doctor Who plot, which, while still quite flimsy and unbelievable, is several steps up from the likes of The Core or The Autobot Run. So Astrotrain, Starscream, and Ramjet continue their pursuit and quickly muscle in on the whole false idol worship racket. Astoundingly, Starscream is not the brains nor the ego behind this operation. Astrotrain, whom we've really only seen carting stuff around to this point, is actually the one to go all salivate at the prospect of being worshipped like a god. So he approaches his would-be flock by transforming to a train and driving down the steps. Hey, god works in mysterious ways, alright? The Decepticons put on a little show, and apparently it's convincing. The multi-hued people of wherever the hell we are, bow down before their new masters. Then they decide to stand Cosms up and replace the fallen statue and talk really loudly about the one little wire that will reactivate him. Yeah, mysterious ways. Naturally, the girl, um, I guess we'll call her, what, Space Martin Luther, slides in and reconnects the one little wire almost immediately. A little panel pops out and she talks to Optimus Prime. Conveniently, they have no trouble with any kind of language barrier. Again, I ask, what are the odds? Some typical running around happens. It'll shock you to learn that we're meant to think Starscream guns are down before the commercial, but after the commercial we discover that he just missed, and we basically kill time on the planet till the Autobots can get there. Oh, and apparently we're on Titan, which is a moon of Saturn. That's actually a real scientific fact, and I'm almost certain I learned it from this show. Almost makes me feel bad about all those snarky science lessons. Almost. So the Autobots throw together a rescue party. That's where we come in! I'm the only one capable of deciphering Cosmos's data. And me, I just like kicking Decepticon cans. And off they go. The Decepticons are shown to a space cave with space crystals that are apparently a perfect energy source for Decepticons, and Starscream continues acting like a moron. Really, guys, couldn't you have just sent Thundercracker or Thrust instead? Thrust. But yeah, they were finally starting to write Starscream with the tiniest bit of dignity this season, and this episode is a huge step in the wrong direction. Shame on you, Buzz Dixon. Shame. Shockingly, Lord Astrotrain enslaves his subjects in the crystal mines. Meanwhile, Perceptor and Jazz are just sort of wandering around Titan, hoping to find Cosms by chance, I suppose. Space Martin Luther Lady shoots an arrow at Perceptor, which somehow compels him to transform to microscope mode to investigate further. Um... Okay. They become fast friends, and we see why Jazz really came along. Nobody has a way with the ladies quite like the sports car with the voice of Scatman Crothers. So, a fight happens. Thrust! Help me! Oh wait, that's Thrust? Then which one is Ramjet? Damn it, I suck as a Transformers fan sometimes. Astrotrain commands his worshippers to start flinging those perfect power sources at the Autobots since they apparently explode on impact. 
and this knocks them down a hole for a while. Only it's a little more exciting than that, I guess. A space hole. There, how's that? Jazz and Perceptor end up in a cave with some crystals, which Perceptor checks out in microscope mode. It's all coming back to me now. I just remember that the remaining season and a half of the show is chock full of ridiculous contrivances designed to make Perceptor turn into a microscope. This, my friends, is only the beginning. In the cave, they meet up with some more, um, Titanians, including fat shirtless space Genghis Khan guy and really ridiculous collar man. A pretty badass sacrifice almost happens, but naturally the day gets saved. You ever notice how I usually pick over every little detail early on in the episode, but by the time we get to the third act, I just sort of rush so I can finish up? Funny that. It's not that the fight scenes are particularly bad or anything. In fact, if they were, I'd talk about them a whole lot more, probably. It's just that there's not a whole lot to say when guys are punching and shooting for five minutes. Twelve-year-old me thought it was cool. Thirty-four-year-old me still thinks it's cool. But me going, Omega Supreme, kick ass, doesn't make for a particularly thrilling review. We end like any good Star Trek episode would end. The planet is utterly demolished and society's been turned upside down, so our heroes ride off into the Saturn set and never give any of it a second thought. Ah, happy endings. And now it's time for one of those snarky science lessons. Electric lava. You heard the man. Electric lava. Scientifically valid, and not at all just a couple of words some writer threw together since kids sort of know what both of those words mean separately. Nope. Completely real. Hi. Okay, so a few weeks ago I mentioned I'd be doing a frequently asked questions thing. And I will be. I want you to keep sending me your questions. The thing is, I miscalculated a little. I'm actually not doing it until after episode 49, which is still a few weeks away. But um, in my experience, it helps just to continuously remind people of things so they don't forget. So send me questions. Anything, any question you might have about the series, about me, about these reviews, uh, or about anything completely unconnected. I'd be happy to answer them, um, and that will be coming up in a few weeks. Thanks.